Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very terrifying Netflix and Swill podcast, Uh, your source for spooks and scares and uh, what's right behind you. It's the werewolf. Look, Frankenstein. I'm Caleb. Oh, and uh, I'm Dan. And we're, we're of course, joined by uh, Corey. Hi, Corey. Say hi. (laughs) It's a monster mash. Hi. What the fuck happened to my Transylvania twist? Oh, fuck. Now that you say that, I forgot Adam Sandler did the Hotel Transylvania movies, so. Uh, oh, he did. I don't go blah, blah. <laughs> Those movies were actually pretty good. I saw. Very good. I saw the second one in theaters, and I definitely was not on drugs. <laughs> yeah, and I watched the third one, I think, on Netflix mm-hmm. or some streaming service, but I think Netflix. Yeah. And uh it kind of made me wish I was on drugs. Can I ask you a question about the third one? Absolutely not. How do they get around the fact that vampires can't be in the sun when they go on a cruise? He wears sunscreen. That's it? <laughs> yep. Uh well, also uh, I mean, vampires I can't cross running water and he was on a cruise ship. <laughs> That's fine. I just remember seeing the trailer. (laughs) I remember seeing the trailer for that movie, and I was like, how are they on vacation? In the sun. I don't know. I like the second movie because it had Mel Brooks in it, so. Well, uh, technically, technically, as I push my glasses up my nose. Vampires uh, with a Y. Technically, um, you see, very powerful vampires uh, can actually be out in the sun times. Uh, Dracula could actually go out in the sun in the story. It was just his powers were diminished. Uh, He wouldn't be destroyed by sunlight. Lesser vampires would be. On on an interesting note about the story, last night I decided to watch uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Why would you do that? Is it yeah the Francis Coppola one? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Shows him walking around London in the daytime. So. I uh I like that movie. It was fine. It's it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's for, like a goofy. You know, I didn't. I never saw it before, so I watched it, and I was yeah. like, I've I've watched it several times, and I un- unironically enjoy that movie. And I because I heard people complaining about Keanu Reeves's accent, and I was like, he just sounds like a- it's bad. He he switches accents on a whim. I don't know why he decided to try to do an accent, but he doesn't do the accent consistently. Because I don't think, whoa, it's a vampire is going to fly in whoa. Bram Stoker's Dracula. No, he was whoa, just... got real he, old. His British accent was, oh, what are we doing here? It's like, oh, oh, I, the oh creatures of the night. The, what music the, they the make. The sounds they make. Excellent. Oh. <laughs> So this is just uh, a Drac cast now. That's fine. Let's all do 
different Dracula impressions for the rest of the show. Uh, Corey, you can you can do. Uh, I'll do I'll do a classic. I'll do the Adam Sandler Dracula. Dan, you do a classic Dracula, and Corey, you can do the uh, Keanu Reeves Dracula. Oh, okay. Well, my love. Oh, I don't go. Oh, okay. Blah de blah. Oh, uh, don't suck my blood. To, to, do, uh. to do the classic one, you have to hold up your arm to your face like you have a cape, and you're like blah blah the entire yeah. time. I don't go blah de blah. This is sonically horrible. Let's not do this bit. Uh, Corey, how has your plague year been? Um, you know. I, now, this is going to be a hot take, but personally, I'm having a great year. Not a hot take on this show. We've, we're all having great times. This has been, like, a top-tier experience for me. I, uh... Haven't had to leave the house. Yeah, I enjoy being able to tell people to move six feet away from me. I know. I, As somebody who's antisocial and who hates leaving the house, I personally have been having a banner year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get it. How about you guys? How's, how's everything been? It's been a hot minute. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm just continuing to work a lot and have a career. Do you find that a lot of people near you are decorating for Halloween, or does it feel like everyone's just given up? I mean, all you gotta do uh, is put a pumpkin on your, your doorstep and you're fine. Yeah. There's a lot of people doing that. Um, I also, I live in a, a state that is, um, let's say, backward in their ideas about uh, uh, COVID control Coronavirus! Um, so mostly people have just been decorating with piles of, uh, their dead grandmothers and things. <laughs> now, do they chop up their gra- dead grandmothers, or do they put the whole dead grandmother in a pile? <laughs> they're, like, they're propped up on stakes. Yeah. And holding signs that say four more years for, uh, COVID. uh Uncle Donnie and, um... Yeah, because that way, even e- even even in death, they can serve the the uh, old white lady agenda of uh, the fucking weird president. There's a uh, a sign down the street from my girlfriend's house, and it says uh, Donald Trump 2020: The Sequel. Make liberals cry again, and it's every time I see it, cringy. I laugh. I laugh so hard. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. It's the closest I've ever been to voting for Donald Trump when I see that sign. It's just, I'm just overcome by <laughs> It's like, um, do you remember when Sekiro, the game came out and people were making fake like posters for it and it was uh, Ben Shapiro's face and it said, Shapiro, liberals die twice. Or liberals cry twice. It's like, ah, that's so cringy, but hilarious. No, just you. Just you remember that. <laughs> just you, I guess. I'm pretty sure I... Uh, Dan, you remember that. I, I Logan if, dropped if, that in our group if, chat. If you dropped it in our group chat, I almost immediately forgot about it. That's fine. I didn't drop it in the group chat. This is all getting cut anyway. Let's be honest. No, no this is, I don't think you understand how little I cut from the show anymore. <sighs> so we've all just given up. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it is 2020. All right. Well, 
uh, with with all of this this shit out of the way, let's uh, talk about some some alcohol that we're having in this very spooky edition of What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. You'll notice the sound drop doesn't sound any different because it's not really that spooky. It's just, it's Halloween. Ooh. Corey peaked his mic so hard that he clipped his audio from the group chat. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Uh, so, Corey, you're the guest and you will always be referred to first. What are you drinking? Uh, so I'm drinking an Angry Orchard, but it's spooky. Why is it spooky? Ooh, the trees are going to get you. you. Put red food coloring in there? <laughs> no. Uh, it, because Angry Orchard is not good for you. <laughs> but, <laughs> by that logic, all alcohol Look is Look at spooky. the trees! Yeah. Uh, I mean, isn't all alcohol spooky? There's a reason we had prohibition. And my friend told me if you look in way in the background on the label, there's a guy hanging from one of the apple trees. <laughs> This, the face on the Angry Orchard bottle is the guy's soul that was sucked into the tree. It's like that Johnny Depp movie where he buried the people in the, the cornfield. It's, it's like uh, it's like the Evil Dead where the girl gets fucked by a tree. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, the, the remake, a, which, not a bad remake. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Did you see they're going to reboot the franchise? I mean, that doesn't shock me at all. Again? Yeah. They're, so Good this job. kind of... It. This annoyed me. So they came out and they said, we're rebooting. Uh, I'm, I'm having a very spooky uh, gray goose and cranberry juice. It's red like blood. Ooh. I just wanted to get in there before the next tangent. Go, no, it's fine. Continue, continue I actually totally forgot what we were doing. We were talking about so the Evil Dead. <laughs> they're rebooting Evil Dead. Yes. And they came out and they were like, all right, we're going to make a new series. It's going to be a female-led movie. And it's going to be about... Uh, Sam Remy's not directing it, and uh, Bruce Campbell retired from the role, so we're going for a whole different direction. And everybody was like, oh, that's awesome. We're going to get a continuation of what happened in the remake with Mia. And then they came out and said, nope, she's not going to be in it either. My first reaction was, why the fuck wouldn't you put her in the movie? Because you want a female-led movie, and she was fucking awesome. Yeah. But no, they're doing a totally different reboot. I think it's about people in an apartment complex being haunted by the evil dead. But I also you could remember be when they up. did a female version of the Ghostbusters and all the Ghostbusters were in it, but they weren't the Ghostbusters. Yes. That Do, you remember all the, Do you remember all the queef jokes? <laughs> oh, she queefed right in my face. Ah. Uh, so I am drinking uh, some vanilla cream soda. With some caramel vodka. It is quite tasty. If you get the chance, you gotta do apple juice and caramel vodka. Uh, the reason we have caramel vodka is because uh, Ashton was making ap- hot apple ciders and decided to throw some caramel vodka in there and a cinnamon stick. So, those yeah. are very delicious. But, uh, I was like, oh, I have vanilla cream soda and this, so let's try it. And there it is. God bless. Oh, wait, I have Fireball I could put in my Angry Orchard. Fireball. I'm going to do that. I'll be back. All right, so while we have a moment of peace to talk about whatever we want, uh, it's time to get into some news. Oh, shit, it's mail time. All right, I'm back. Damn it.
there's more weeb shit. Netflix plans another deal with four producers in Japan and Korea for more anime content. Yeah. How much casual sexual assault are we going to see? Who knows? Probably a couple. I'm going to say two. Okay, that's fair. Uh, if That's probably a fairly accurate guess. I mean, it's Japan. Japan doesn't... Well, Japan and Korea. It's... Japan! This is going to sound bad, but Japan, Japan really has a problem with how they portray people interacting in anime and just like how blatantly they don't give a fuck about sexual assault in any way, shape or form. <clears throat> oh God, all the alcohols at the bottom. Oh fuck. Did you know, I don't know what it is, but I've seen pictures of it and there's an anime where every country is portrayed as like a fighter. Yeah. G Gundam. No, 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 no. It's like a... After this, I'll see if I can find it. It's very similar to that, but it's like... Every country is just like a different kind of like stereotypical fighter character. And it's like Mega a whole Man anime. Six. B- Baki? Again, I, I have no idea what it is. I'll look it up Could and send it Baki, to you. Could be Baki, actually. Yeah, Mega Man 6 is like that. It's uh, There's like a international robot tournament. And... uh. The robot from the United States is a uh, Native American, has like a big feather headdress and throws tomahawks. Tomahawk Man. His name's Tomahawk Man. Um, The one from the United Kingdom is a knight. Uh, The one from Saudi Arabia wears a turban and lives in an oil field. Uh, That's something that they could do in the 90s. That's that's very true. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Caleb, you brought up the proposal of doing Anim April for Netflix and Swill, so uh, Netflix seems to be obliging for you. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. We'll probably hate it after the first uh, time we do that yeah. and change the topic. Well, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Did either of you ever watch the Mega Man anime? Mega Man anime? <laughs> It was like an '80s anime. Oh no, 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 I didn't. I never watched that. I watched the Super Fighting Robot Mega there, Man. Yeah, that one. Did you know there's an episode <laughs> where X comes back from the future to help regular Mega Man? There's a Mega Man I X Mega Man crossover episode. It's great. That's also, awesome. did you know in Mega Man X Five, all the enemies are named after members of Guns N' Roses? I think the last one I played was X4. I have X5, I just haven't played it yet, because I'm trying to play them in chronological order. The X-Series is, like, tremendous. The X-Series is really good. Original Mega Man X was the first video game I ever played as a child. I think I was three or four years old. Went way over my head. I could never beat the spider boss. But, you know. Alright, our next story... Is that uh, <laughs> Glow's minority cast wrote a letter to the series creators and producers regarding representation in the show before the series was canceled. Uh, the letters were originally penned back in June during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. So uh, the big thing going around now that this story has broke is that people are saying this is why Netflix canceled Glow. It's because, uh, you know... Because they didn't want to have representation? Yes. That's the new conspiracy theory. They've said that about every sh- like they said that about one day at a time yes. they said that about sense eight mm-hmm. they said that about any number of shows that 
you know, had myriad other problems with their production. One day at a time, I still don't get, because that show seemed like it was pretty popular, but, like, Sense8 was just absurdly expensive, prohibitively so, and, like, there was almost no return for Netflix on it. Um, Glow just kind of unluckily got caught up in the midst of an international pandemic, and they couldn't produce it anymore. Like, I don't know. It sucks, but, like... That's it's just how it is. Your your show your favorite shows get canceled sometimes. Just because you like it doesn't mean everybody else does. And you know, uh, Glow is in its fourth season. Uh, typically, we've seen with Netflix contracts they increase exponentially from seasons three to four, and that's why most shows at Netflix get canceled after yeah. three seasons. Well, Netflix. I'm tired of Netflix canceling shows. I'm not going to I'm just not going to watch any shows until after their third season now. Big yikes. That'll show them. <laughs> That's why I don't watch any I don't watch any shows until I know they have a satisfactory conclusion. Well, tremendous segue, Corey, because away, the Hillary Swank show has been canceled after one season by Netflix. Uh the show originally premiered on uh, September 4th, uh one week before we all never forgot. Uh and, and wait, wouldn't it be th- three days after we never forgot? No, four days. Or it'd be a week before we never forgot. Wait, you said September fourteenth? No, September fourth. Mm. Oh fuck! Got it. Uh, so that means the show. I is- forgot. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Uh, that means the show is on Netflix for six weeks, uh, which typically means that uh, no one fucking watched it. Yeah, well, it's a show about Hillary Swank being an astronaut, so I was okay on that one. True. I, I, I can confirm I did not watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Corey is nobody. You, We already got it. All right, and um, Mindhunter never was officially canceled, but according to David Fincher, it's, it's likely just done at this point. Uh, in a recent interview, he claims to have worked 90-hour work weeks on the series and felt exhausted when season two wrapped. Uh, Netflix told Fincher to go work on something else, uh, which Mank is releasing on December 4th. And now that Mank is finished, Fincher doesn't believe that Netflix wants to pursue the series due to the show being, quote, a very expensive show for its viewership. Uh, A Netflix spokesperson did add that Mindhunter could possibly come back in five years. I don't... (laughs) I mean, that'd be fine. I don't know about that last part at all. Let's, uh... Let's have two years between seasons of Altered Carbon and see if anybody gives a shit that Anthony Mackie's in it. Altered Carbon and The OA. Those two shows had, uh, you know, big breaks in between them and were almost immediately canceled after those seasons were released. <laughs> so let's see how five yeah. years does. Maybe the maybe maybe we, we aren't waiting long enough for seasons. I mean, I think that show benefits more from them taking time between seasons because eventually like that show's not really going to get picking up until they get to like the 2000s because that's when the btk stuff actually happens right so i mean they could really wait like 10 years and still put something out that's like makes sense but i think the point is is like everyone's going to complain that Netflix wants this canceled, and Netflix canceled it because they do. Every, I see it on tweets all the time. Renew Mind Hunter, and it's like it's not really up to Netflix. 
I mean, and we even see with this, David Fincher's working 90-hour work weeks, which is completely unsustainable. So Yeah, I, but did he, when, how, was that just, like, the last month? Was he, was he just, like, crunching on the 90-hour oh, work say crunch. weeks for that? Don't say crunch, Jason Schreier's gonna come in here and he's gonna be very upset. Was he crinkling there, there those we last weeks? I don't... I don't know. He he just said he was working 90-hour work weeks. It didn't really say how often he was working 90-hour work weeks, but it felt like for you know, whatever their production schedule was, that's what he was working. Well, didn't he also say that the he the reason that was was because he came in and when the show was about to start uh shooting and he was like, "Oh, this is dog shit." Yes. Yeah, he he completely scrapped the script like that they came in with. And he was like, "This is dog shit. I'm going to write another one." <laughs> this script is shit. Get me another one. Pronto. And pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> so yeah, like that's that's most likely part of it is that he hated the script, so he's rewriting the script and they're doing shoots at the same time. Yeah, so I I assume that that would not be a typical situation if they came back. Oh, absolutely not. But like are you going to be able to get your main three back together in in I mean, five years. What are they doing? I mean, you're not wrong. Anna Torv was in Fringe, and then this, and then you have uh, Holt Plant or whatever his name is. I don't know. I've forgotten about that show entirely. That show is not my kind of. That show is not my cup of tea. I mean, I love that show, but I don't remember anything. The only guy who really stood out to me. I mean, Anna Torv was good. But she was good in Fringe, so that's not surprising. But I love the other guy. The uh, main character guy? Not Tench? No, Tench. Not Holt. Oh, okay. I love Tench. That yeah. actor. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I want to see him in more stuff. He's great. So, there it is. Mindhunter most likely is gone forever. Except for five years later. Eh. I would be fine if they uh, also tied Zodiac into that series. They made it the extend the the Fincher serial killer extended universe. Sure. Thank you for being supportive. Just so long as they arrest Ted Cruz at the end. <laughs> All right, that'll move us over into Downstream, the segment where we talk about trailers and such for upcoming Netflix projects. Uh, and then series that are going to be canceled in six weeks. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Or nine weeks. Nine weeks. Yeah. All right. Um, Whenever. Hey, you know what can't get canceled? A movie. And the first trailer is for a movie called What We Wanted. Clearly you've never been on Twitter if you think a movie can't get canceled. C. Guns Akimbo. <laughs> uh, it's a movie about a couple fighting because they can't have kids. Yeah. If there's anything else going on here, I no. didn't watch enough of the trailer to see it, because it's uh, a minute and 30 seconds of sad music, and then it I don't think it even got to the title card by the time I stopped watching it, because all trailers should be a minute and a half, and if you can't grab me in that time, I'm done. Yeah, it's pretty much like Private Life plus Marriage Story plus German language, I think it was, so... Uh, I'll probably check it out, but hmm, it looks fine. Uh, I only had Corey watch two trailers because I know he would only enjoy two of the trailers, potentially. So, Corey, 
Uh, our next trailer is one of the ones I made you watch. Uh, the Minions of Midas. Uh, I, I think that would have been cool if I uh, gave a shit about reading subtitles. But as everybody knows, I'm illiterate and dyslexic. So I can't watch anything that uh, has subtitles. It's uh, a problem. Is this factually correct? Don't worry, he makes me watch, like, three trailers every week that are for some foreign thing with subtitles, and I think we might have watched, like, one of them as a review Listen, topic for this show. Look, I grew up in the 90s, I watched a lot of anime, <laughs> I've been in fights my entire life on the subbed versus dub debate, and I'm not giving ground to these shows just because they're not anime. I'm not reading subtitles, I'm not starting. That's fair. Uh, to, to counter Caleb's point, Maybe you'll find a trailer that you like to a movie, and maybe we'll watch it. But most of the time, we're just like, eh, this looks fine. And that's the problem. Most of the time, we just say, eh, this looks fine. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Uh, and yeah, eh, this looks fine. Yeah. Uh, you know what else looks fine? Uh, a sequel to The Christmas Chronicles. Sure does. Uh, this looks like sequelitis. Uh, this has sequelitis written all over it. It... They're expanding the universe, and more things are going to happen now, and it's not going to be entirely about, you know, delivering presents on Christmas and determining, you know, how you want to live your life and put your best foot forward. It's about yeah, saving the North Pole. It's all about trying to establish the elves as their own franchise so that we can do a standalone elf movie. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Um... Well, we'll move on to something that I might actually want to see, uh, which is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. You see you see the double entendre that I did there? No. Oh. See, see it's... I want to see the movie, but I also... Never mind. You know, this is about uh, the way, way back time of uh, Ma Rainey being a jazz singer and having to contend with the white people who own the uh, record company or whatever. I don't know if, like, record companies really existed as they, uh, like, as we would recognize them today, because this was, like, during the 20s, but... I don't know. It's a good question. But uh, this has Chadwick Boseman's final performance in it. Uh, yep. And you can you can tell... <laughs> Just by looking at him, that he is not healthy. Like, he is very thin in this movie. Uh, so. Yeah. So this is going to be uh, a sad watch, but. Uh, I'm half expecting a posthumous Oscar nomination for, for Chadwick Boseman for this one. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's how it works. You got your Jared Leto's. Jared Leto's not dead. <laughs> he is to me after Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for taking me on that journey great joke tremendous <laughs> joke thank you uh yeah i'm looking forward to this one it's an august wilson adaptation so we had fences what four years ago and now we're getting another one so i'm happy about that all right uh next up is the trailer for a series called auntie donna's big ol house of fun 
Uh, I didn't get to see this trailer because Dan posted the trailer for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom twice. Oh, did I? Oh, well, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> not to be confused. In reality, uh, it looks like an Adult Swim show, which like is phenomenal. Like, stop doing these. I hate these. I hate this shit. Like, it could be funny, but it also is just, like absurdist, ridiculous, stupid humor, and I'm just not. About that life. So you get to watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom again. <laughs> All right. Um, next up is The Life Ahead. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember this trailer because uh, this segment is so bloated and we have like 10 trailers. Correct. And- is the movie called The Life Ahead or The Life of Head? Because... I mean, you, those you, you also different. have access to the Google Doc, and you could also wait. You did, you did say you were literate. Never mind. Uh, it's a life ahead. Okay, I was gonna say if it's the life ahead, it's like you're just getting ahead your entire life. No, it's it's the life <laughs> of ahead. Very short. Uh, this is about uh Sophia Loren's return to acting because it's a, that's an important thing that apparently is happening. I don't know who Sophia Loren is. But she, she, I think yeah. she was referenced in Curb Your Enthusiasm as being super attractive and giving Larry a boner. That that sounds like something Larry David would say. There was um, okay. is she super old? Oh yeah, she born in 1934. Yeah, so there's a joke where um, Larry's talking about how Sophia Loren is super hot, but there's no like scantily clad videos or anything of her, so you can't. You have to use your imagination. And then Leon finds a video of her like getting undressed in a movie and sends it to Larry while he's getting his pants measured, and he accidentally gets a boner. And the woman who was measuring his pants was his wife's friend, and so it's awkward because he got a boner when he wasn't supposed to. Cool story. Uh, this is about a woman who takes in like orphan children, and uh, this particular orphan child that she's with it, it sells a lot of drugs and needs a lot of guidance. So it's about their journey together to improve each other. This looks fine. So no nudity. She's like eighty six. What eighty six year old nudity? Didn't... Corey, go right ahead. Speaking of uh, people that we don't recognize, our next trailer is for Sean Mendes in Wonder, uh, a documentary about a boy who apparently sings. This trailer reminds Why me. Why do I know the name Sean Mendes? Oh, he's a famous singer. Oh. I don't know who this person is. He makes music, he sings songs. Are they good songs? Not really. They're fine, they're adequate songs. <laughs> is he a member of Hollywood Undead? Uh, no, he's not a member of Hollywood and Dead. I only know musical artists who have collaborated with gorillas. That's... That's a wide pool. That's that's fair. Yeah. Corey, do you remember that documentary about Warp Tour? Uh, that one Warp Tour where there's, like, that one band that's, like, trying to get on the tour, and Mike Posner's on there, and you, you see Mike Yeah, Posner Mike Posner, of... Never Shout Never. Yeah. Uh, suicide silence. Yeah. So, so uh, it reminds me of that, where it's just like, hey, look, I'm I'm Sean Mendez. I'm a normal guy who's just trying to do a lot of hard work to make a living. And it's like, you're a world famous singer, and you make millions of dollars, and you play to sold out stadiums. Your life isn't difficult. Fuck off. I remember from that Warped Tour documentary that 
uh, Never Shall Never and Mike Posner came off really fucking poorly. Oh, Mike Posner came off extremely poorly. Yeah. And I remember Suicide Silence, rest in peace, Mitch Lecker, uh, came off great. They, like, were so humble and good times. Good times. Good documentary. I don't know that what Warped Tour documentary is, but look up Warped Tour documentary and I'm sure it's, you'll find uh, it. It's No Room for rock stars. Okay, there you go. This here is the second trailer that I made Corey watch. It's for an Egyptian series called Paranormal. Corey, what'd you think? Uh, I got about 30 seconds into it, and then I refused to watch it because I'm both illiterate and dyslexic. Fair. Caleb, what did you think? Um, It's interesting in that it's Egyptian, because I don't think we've ever uh, talked about or seen a trailer for an Egyptian uh, series. Other than Did that, you not watch the trailer a, um, for Death on the Nile? <laughs> no. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Other than that, it's a, the haunted house spooky thing, which, as we might talk about later, really doesn't do much for me. Sure. Our next trailer is for The Prom, directed by Ryan Murphy and starring James yeah, Corden. It's, it's your worst it's a musical fucking nightmare. About the Prom. <laughs> It is your literal worst nightmare. <laughs> or at least mine. Uh, I can't wait to not watch it. Uh, that's fair. So the general gist is this. It's about two Broadway stars who uh, their latest musical was flopped. But then they hear about this. Uh, the producers. Uh, no, no. It's springtime for Hitler. Nope. 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 The, uh, there's a school in Indiana that won't allow a same-sex couple to attend prom. So in order to make themselves look good, they go out to Indiana to put on a musical production in order to get people to go to prom and to let same-sex so, couples go to prom. Is this set in the past? Because nope. I feel like that's an issue we solved like 15 years ago. Nope, totally set today. They have smartphones okay. and everything. Huh. Smartphones and dumb morals. It's the name of my biography. In Indiana, you say? Indiana. Keegan Michael Key's the the school principal. Is Indiana known for not liking homosexuals? Uh, 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 here's the thing. I think it's considered Midwest, and therefore the Midwest hates everything that isn't, you know, straight white Christian. At least according to uh, Hollywood. So so Keegan-Michael Key, uh, a black man, has to deflect by hating the lesbians. Actually, he's all for it. But the school board's like, no. I, oh, God made right. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And that kind of shit. Uh, you, you don't know because you weren't there 5,000 years ago when it happened. Eve might have had a penis. A peeveness. Fucking... Fucking puzzle through that one, uh, fucking Bible thumpers, I guess. I uh, well, actually, as we all know, well, the well, original, actually, the actually. original first woman was Lilith, who probably had a penis. Actually, Eve was genetically male because she was made from Adam's rib. So the first relationship was actually a homosexual one. Yeah. It was <laughs> with a transgender woman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I did go to Sunday school. Adam, Adam's rib was years. assigned male at birth, I guess, and then became a woman. And that's why I use rib condoms. <laughs> <laughs> the show has gotten so fucking wild. 
Oh, good times. Next up is a trailer that I care about. It's Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Uh, This is one of the, I guess, two trailers that I care about this week. Dolly Parton is a national treasure. Uh, I will watch this. I don't care. Sure. Uh, Yeah. Try to stop me. I won't stop you. Uh, I have no opinion on this other than to say this sounds like this looks and sounds like joyful noise and it has me fucking triggered. <laughs> yeah, um, it also kind of seems like a gender swapped Christmas carol. Yes. So. But Dolly Parton is the angel. That's yeah. all we need. And, uh, yeah, she's the Christmas spirit. Um. I don't know. I, a weird Christmas tradition that I've developed is like every year I try to find a new version of the Christmas Carol and watch it. Uh, so I guess this fills that niche. Sure. Uh, our final trailer is for Dash and Lily. It's about uh, two uh, young adults who, for some reason, uh, pull out a, note- a notebook that's in a bookstore and fill out things to each other it's like you've got mail but even slower yeah or the lake house wait are they in the same time they're in the same time but it's kind of like the i i get what he's saying by the lake house yeah so is this this is similar actually to a book that i bought written by uh jj abrams and somebody else why is jj abrams writing books stick to bad tv shows and movies (laughs) <laughs> and I, I didn't obviously I didn't follow the book very well because I'm dyslexic and uh whatever else I said earlier. And uh so, so once you once you open the book, uh it just looks like a library book. And then as you page through it, it's like a story, but then in the I margins think, of I the think book, that, that was just a library book. Yeah. So it's a library book. <laughs> I found it at my it local has, library. <laughs> I feel like I'm time traveling. But in the <laughs> the like margins of the book, there's a separate story of people who are trying to decipher a code in the book that's like handwritten and it's notes that they're passing to each other. Is this is this ha- the House of Leaves? Uh no. This is called it's called S. Okay. The letter S. It's very good. And it has you buy it and it has like um it has like things in it that's supposed to be from the people who were like investigating it like there's postcards from when they went somewhere to investigate something and there's like a like a one of those decryptor dial things it sounds way cooler than whatever it is we're about to talk about with this movie oh it's a series and we're done uh it doesn't look very good i feel like it's like prematurely Signing the death warrant for your book slash movie slash uh, podcast slash whatever. Uh, if it's hard to Google. So like if the title of it is S like as in the letter S like. I don't think I'm going to have good luck if I try to Google search J.J. Abrams. You could also look up. So the S is like the name of like all the stuff, but then the fake book that's like a library book, is called The Ship of Theseus. If you look that up, you should find it. Yeah, and uh, Caleb, what did you think about uh, Dash and Lily? Oh, dog shit. Correct. Uh, Let's move on to Quick Hits and talk about (laughs) some stuff we watched this week. 
I'll go first because I only watched one thing. It's called Hashtag Alive. Uh, a zombie outbreak happens in South Korea, and uh, we we follow this one guy who is a, a PUBG streamer for some godforsaken reason, and uh, his his life that unfolds during the zombie pandemic, and it's fine. The fine movie. How oddly topical. The the zombie plandemic. Plandemic. There it is. Uh, so he um, I don't know. He doesn't have a lot of food because he doesn't buy food because he's an idiot. So it's just like him struggling to stay alive for like a few days until he meets somebody, and then they connect, and then they're friends, and then uh, things happen from there. I won't go much further into it. Imagine, gentlemen, for a moment, go go on this journey with me. Hello, hello. This is this is me opening the door for you. Come come into this. Uh, magical realm of imagination and play with me for a moment if it had been zombies and not COVID-19 and Trump was bit by a zombie imagine him going back to the White House after being treated for being a zombie and trying to tell everybody how great he felt and how and how zombie wasn't a big deal and he felt great about zombie and you watched him like deeply like struggling to breathe (laughs) But it was all just guttural sounds because he is zombie, and he he just he, is obsessed with the cranberry song. He, zombie, <laughs> he is zombie it's now. Just... Now now I am zombie in chief. Uh, so hashtag alive. It's fine. Uh, Corey, what did w- tell us about the things that you watched? Uh, so I watched one Netflix thing, and uh, that was Ash versus Evil Dead. I watched like two or three episodes of it. Man. That show's still really good. Still holds up? Still holds up, except... Nice. Uh, so I I didn't get this far, but I just remember the last episode, like, the show kind of wraps up, but then they do, like, a, a stinger at the end of the last episode that sets up something just batshit fucking crazy, where the fourth season would have just been, like, totally off the field. Um, And they didn't do it, so if you just stop watching the show right before... The last scene of the last episode. It's a great show. Would recommend. The other show I watched, and I have been watching for about three weeks now, is Ghost Adventures. The greatest show to ever come to Thanks, the Zach travel Baggins. channel. Listen, uh, I don't want to like get too into it, but I fucking love Ghost Adventures. Um, the thing that's great about it, aside from them having superstar celebrity post malone on an episode wait really uh yeah he was in an episode he actually fun fact or not so fun fact for post malone um right before so post malone i guess almost died like three times uh one was like a plane crash one was like a car accident and right before all of these things happened where post malone almost died he was on an episode of ghost adventures where there's this thing called the dybbuk box the Dybbuk box is supposed to be like one of the most cursed objects in the world. It's like people who open it, like you die or you have real bad misfortunes happen. Well, Post Malone opened it and they got an EVP threatening Post Malone. And right after that, he was in a car accident and a plane crash. Uh, the show's arguably dog shit, uh, but I love it. Arguably. Like the first, the first half of the show... Every single episode of Ghost Adventures goes the same, and the first half's always the best. It's, they go to a place, a cool, spooky place, and they tell you the history of that place for, like, 20, 30 minutes. It's like a History Channel show. Sure. 
And then it gets to the part of the ghost adventures where everybody else loves, where it's like, all right, we're going to go and we're going to threaten to beat up ghosts. And then as soon as a ghost <laughs> comes back at us, and we're going to cry like little girls. It's a recipe for success. I also, I got two more fun facts about Zach Bagans before I uh, stop talking about this. Okay. The first one is Zach Bagans had a mental breakdown in 2016, I want to say, where nobody knows what happened, but the only thing that people know is that, uh, so he has like respiratory issues. So in every episode, he has to wear like a big respiratory mask whenever they go places that might have asbestos or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was seen at some like national park in California or Nevada, I don't remember which. He, <laughs> he was seen by a park ranger throwing his mask into a ravine and then <laughs> pushing his truck <laughs> into the ravine after it. <laughs> <laughs> and when asked about it he told people that he was there were too many bad spirits attached to the respirator because he went to too many haunted houses with the respirator on and that it was possessed and that's why he threw it into a, a ravine <laughs> why didn't he even fucking save it for a shitty horror museum I don't know and then the second fun fact about Zach Bagans is I want to say it was in seasons like 13 or 14 he started to have to wear glasses and he says the reason he had to start wearing glasses is because he was haunted so hard that it gave him astigmatism and now he has double vision he has to wear special prismic oh the, prismatic. the ghost kept grabbing my eyes and squishing them into the wrong shape <laughs> that's what he says he says he was haunted so hard he has double vision now my god holy fucking shit dude he also has openly said that um uh what's his name uh the guy from the barnum and bailey circus barnum what's his first name pt barnum pt barnum he's come out and said he's like he's my number one inspiration for everything i do so he's not even hiding the fact that everything he does is bullshit i just <laughs> i love that man zach bagans if you're listening to this zach bagans i love you i, I, I love you I'm Mike Stoklasa. Just, just be my friend. I I allow Ghost Adventures to be on this podcast because we are also a uh, a, a secret Red Letter Media podcast. Yeah, the, the Red Letter Media is great. <sighs> if I could be friends with any weird celebrity, I would probably pick Guy Fieri. I'd pick Rich Evans. Yeah. Well, maybe we could do a crossover episode with all those people. I get Zach Bagans. Yeah, right. What the fuck? Why is everybody so mad at Guy Fieri? Because he well, because he's because secretly he the guy like from a Smash ICP. Mouth music video. That's what it is. <laughs> Have you ever seen Guy Fieri, the lead singer of Smash Mouth, and uh, the fat one from ICP, all in the same place? I think they did it one time for charity, but that was I just Guy did, Fieri moving really quickly, saying that back and forth, like the Olsen twins. Yeah, the Olsen twin. It's a uh, Flash universe uh, speed clone. Do you think the Flash can run around the world and punch himself in the face? <laughs> Do you think the Flash can suck his own dick? <laughs> <laughs> who was the one who sucked the their own questions. dick on Metalocalypse? <laughs> was it Pickles? <laughs> all of them were. Oh, oh, all of them admitted to being able to suck their own dicks? Yeah, they all. Well, it was Murderface got caught trying to suck his own dick, 
but then they all injured their backs because they were trying to suck their own dicks too much. I'm going to be honest, as soon as I saw that episode, I'm like, I'm going to try to suck my own dick. And then it didn't happen, so. We've all I've, tried I can, I can honestly say that I've never successfully tried to suck my own dick. You've never successfully tried? You I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> There's two types of even... men in the world. Men who have tried to suck their own dick and fucking liars. Yeah. Uh, I would, I watched, if, I, if you could do that, nobody would ever get anything done. Oh, 100%. Oh, fuck. I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. I would be on this podcast, but it would sound a lot like... It would sound like... Gross! Tell me before you finish. Kayla, what did you I'm just scared that it would feel more like sucking a dick than getting a blowjob. I feel like that's true. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but yeah, know. it's fine. It's fine to suck dicks. Men do it. Women do it. Can't be wrong if everyone's doing it. Uh, I watched Tremors Shrieker Island, uh, a sequel to the Tremors series of films and Burt Gummer's Swan Song. Um, also, Napoleon Dynamite is in it. That's right. John Hedder is in a fucking Tremors movie. Uh, uh-huh. And he's exactly the same as Napoleon Dynamite. He's like, gosh, oh, oh, I'm going to shoot the tremors with a friggin' 12 gauge. Gosh. Uh, this movie's a delight. Everyone should watch it. Um, it really leans into the shitty B cinema of it all. Um, they basically make it Tremors Jurassic Park because mm-hmm. the plot of it is this um, rich asshole finds uh, a tremor monster and like makes genetically altered super clones of it and lets them loose on this island to hunt them with his team of elite hunters uh and they break out of containment and they have to get Burt Gummer to come and fight them and kill them all um as I said, this is uh, Burt Gummer's swan song, and I will just leave it at that because I don't want to spoil it because everybody should watch this very good movie. I've never seen any of the other Tremors movies except for the first one, but uh, I I did enjoy this. Um, It's not a good movie. It's just a fun movie. It's just enjoyable, yes. Yeah. Uh, And then I watched Vampires vs. the Bronx, which is... uh. I was shocked to find out a Universal Studios picture. Oh, okay. Um, and this was a lot of fun. I I liked it a lot. It's it's like an urban modern take on the Lost Boys kind of. So it's like uh, all all the kids who live in the Bronx have to uh, try to fight all of the white vampires who are gentrifying the neighborhood, and trying to set up a vampire hive there, and basically the the point of it is like, oh, these these vampires just think that like the Bronx is a shithole and, you know, no one's going to notice a few more like missing people here. Uh, so we can just hunt there and do our thing and be be evil, evil, uh, ancient honkies, I guess. Um, I don't know if I can say honkies. You can say show. honkies. You're white. Uh, I'll allow it. Um. This was good. Like I said, it 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 did remind me a lot of the Lost Boys, so kind of uh kind of a modern twist on that. Um 
don't know. I'd, I think I'd give it like a three and a half. Okay. I did want to check this out, but I just... Ashley's work schedule changed because Ashley got a job, thank God. And so now she works like... Her work schedule changed to having one. Having one. Uh, but like <laughs> she works on Tuesday, Wednesday, she works from like 9.30 to 8.30. And then Thursday, Friday is from 9.30 to 6.30. So uh, she's at work for forever. So basically now I just get to play video games whenever she's not home, which is great. Because that's all I've ever wanted is to play video games, uh, but that as opposed to playing video games when she's home. Correct. Uh, so <laughs> your life has really taken a turn. I feel less guilty whenever she's not home. I feel somewhat guilty when she's home, and I'm playing video games. But when she's not home, uh, I don't feel guilty at all. Uh, so like, I didn't I didn't watch too much outside of stuff I watched on the weekends. We're still getting used to the schedule. It's it's whatever. So. Uh, but I will probably check it out in the coming week because we're still having October times. We haven't reached the end times until November 4th. That's Yep, that's true. <laughs> All right, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about? I mean, I could tell you about the progress that I've made in the new Pokemon game expansion pack. So with that, we're going to cut and do a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, our main review topic of The Haunting of Bly Manor. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our patrons, Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy Delarosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Justin Esquivel, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, and Dan's mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Gentlemen, it's time to talk about our main review topic for the week. The Haunting of Bly Manor. More like The Haunting of Boar Manor. Uh, the Haunting of Bly Manor is a new drama horror mystery miniseries. Uh, it is 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, after an au pair's tragic death, Henry hires a young American nanny to care for his orphaned niece and nephew who reside at Bly Manor with the chef Owen, groundskeeper Jamie, and housekeeper Mrs. Gross. Uh, this is created by Mike Flanagan and is a spiritual successor to The Haunting of Hill House. No pun intended. So, gentlemen, uh, I guess Corey first, what did you think of The Haunting of Bly Manor? Non-spoiler, of oh, course. Oh man, what a fucking piece of shit garbage can show. I've never been more bored watching a television show. That's just my initial reactions. Um, now, uh, so I watched this. It might have been my problem, but I watched it over the course of a weekend uh, with my girlfriend. And um, we got, I think, five or six episodes in. We were like, all right, this is cool. This is like really getting somewhere. It's building. And then the show got to the point where they just decided 
to loop the same scene over and over again for like 10 hours it felt like (laughs) i felt personal i felt like i was trapped in a time loop and i would have killed myself to get out of it you know the show looked good get past all the shit that people say when they're trying to justify that a show's actually dog shit but they're like oh well actually the show's pretty good if you just look past the plot yeah, if you if you if you look past the most important part, which is the story. Anytime you hear somebody talk about a show and they say, "Well, the acting was really great and the the cinematography was fantastic." And then they just don't talk about the rest of the show, you know it's got some problems. <laughs> uh Caleb, what did you think? It's uh it's growing on me a bit. It's I don't know, ghost things aren't my th- this sort of thing ain't my this bag. This sort of thing baby. ain't my bag, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um but I mean it's I don't know, it's got some interesting things to it and it's, it's fine. I didn't hate it. Um it definitely like we have to take a long time setting up the mystery and everything's got to be spooky. Mm-hmm. I feel like this could have been a uh like a 2-hour movie. Yeah. Yeah, if this was fine. like 3 episodes, I think it would have been great. I'll yeah, that. Uh, which that was like the haunting of Hill House less so, but I feel like that was like my my same problem that I had with that. Like it just feels like it just goes on and on. Well, and that's the thing is the haunting of Hill House also had ten episodes. This they shortened this season by one, so like you had a whole fewer hour to even digest, and it still feel felt like longer than haunting of Hill House to me because me. I didn't connect to any of the characters, and I pretty much agree with Corey that I think the story sucks. Like, the story is ultimately super simple. I'm just going to say this up front. Uh, Victoria Pedretti, who played the main character, Danny Clayton, uh, I do not like that actress. Oh, Um, okay. It doesn't matter what the context of the scene is. She seemed like she was uncomfortable and had no idea what to do. And if your whole thing is just being awkward... I assume that you, as an actor in front of a camera, are just awkward and don't know how to do your job. And for that reason, I'm out. My favorite person in the whole show was, um, who was it? Peter Quill, I think his Peter name Quint- was. The guy. No, Peter, Peter, <laughs> Peter, Peter, Quill. Peter Quill is Star-Lord, man. <laughs> um, Peter Quint, the actor who played him, I thought, everything Oliver he did Jackson in that whole... Yeah, he was tremendous. Like, I loved just how much I fucking hated him by the end of it. Yeah, because he, he put a lot of layers into his character. Like, you just see, like, this kind of sinister-looking character, and then you get, like, his backstory episode to why everyone fucking hates him in the house, and you're like, man, what a fucking piece of shit. But then you get, like, his backstory. What actually happened. You, yeah. you could tell that he was bad because he smoked. He, well, also, he wore a tactile neck, so that was the other thing. And then who was the other guy? Um, uh, the Rahul Koi or something like that. I, no, no, no. The uncle. Oh, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, he, he was he played the dad in the first one, so I don't. But I don't remember his. I don't know. His uh, name. He was also he was also good. There was there was some weird stuff with his plot line, but yeah. Also, Rahul was also good. Uh, he just wasn't. He didn't really stand out a they, lot. I don't think like, they gave him much to do. He was just there so his mom could die. Yeah, that's true, uh, and I'm not—I'm not afraid to give that away. But like, yeah, his, oh, his, sorry. His, uh, but no, but you're right. 
his mom dies, and then his character just kind of disappears. Like, it's just like, oh, we have nothing for you to do, so you're just going to sit on the sidelines. And that's, like, okay. But, like, the beauty of Hill House was that they incorporated everybody. And everybody got a moment to shine. And everybody felt well-rounded to a point. Well, they also, in Hill House, it's five episodes of setting up the family. So you get all of their perspectives on what happened before their sister died. And then the show happens. So, like, you care about all these people because each person got their own episode and they were all interesting. Mm -hmm. This show, it was one person's perspective. And then they would break up what was going on with the interesting stuff, which is the spooky house, to give you backstory to people. Which I thought was kind of a not great way to go about it. Yeah. I did not care about... I don't don't know if there was a single character that I actually cared about in this show. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think... I wanted to like a couple people, but they just dragged I wanted to like every one of the help staff. Like... Oh, the kids were great. I thought the kids actually were really good actors. I thought the kids were fine. Uh, I I was more annoyed by Miles doing his thing, but then eventually it comes to pass as like why why he's doing what he's doing and why he feels so weird. Yeah, I felt the same way. I thought um I was not a fan of Miles for the first like five or six episodes, but then once like things start to go in motion, mm-hmm. um I was very happy with how it turned out, and I like I was really impressed with that kid's acting abilities. Yeah. Sorry, Kayla, we've been dominating the conversation. Is there anything you want to say? No, I, I'm i just here for it. I, I agree with pretty much everything you guys are saying. So so I said in pre-roll that I felt like we were going to have... I, I told Corey this before you got on, Kayla, but I was like, we're gonna have, I feel like we're going to have three different perspectives on this. And then uh, you said what you said in pre... And like something. And I was like, oh, looks like we're only going to have two opinions on this. And for the most part, we're all kind of in agreement here over what the problems are with the show in that I, we all think the story is not good. The characters aren't engaging mainly due to the writing. So I think that's the big problem is the writing itself is not strong. And I think that is mostly due to the fact that Mike Flanagan only directed the first episode. Yeah. Cause I know he's good. It just feels like, uh, they were kind of like, Oh, like I want this mysterious like it's almost like they took the ending that they wanted and extrapolated backward from that sure. rather than having like uh a story that feels earned and like things happen in a logical sense and progression you know what i mean yeah like they wrote a beginning they wrote an end and just went ah eh, just make it up in the middle uh, and I did look. Mike Flanagan wrote and directed the first episode. So, obviously, opposite world, Mike Flanagan's going to go, oh, shit, I wrote and directed this? What's wrong <laughs> with me? I think we're I think we're talked out of non-spoiler stuff. Is there anything else anyone wants to say before we, we dive into uh, more specific issues we have with the series? I think I said everything that I need to. Okay. Caleb? It was scarier when you thought that it was a serial killer, and not a ghost. I mean, of oh, course. you thought it was a serial killer? Well, like, I don't know. They kind of hint at that. It's like, hey, there's like 
this bad guy who was hanging around and he might be trying to show up again. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I that's a good like, point. that's actually a really, that would be interesting. I didn't even like, I don't think. know. I, f- I find that like, cause that's real and that's more frightening than ghosts, which don't exist. Yeah. Uh, and I've said everything. Unless you're I the Ghost say. Adventures crew. Yeah, get Zab Baggins into fucking Bly Manor. Get him to solve the problem. I think they should. They should do a crossover season. Well, they kind of did that with that uh, that movie Malevolent that we all hate, or at least Caleb and I hate. Because Maleficent. Ha- it, uh, Malevolent. It stars Florence <laughs> Pugh before she became Florence Pugh that everyone knew. Uh, I didn't mean to rhyme there, but I did. Uh, that movie is way too good for her. Um. Have you seen Grave Encounters? Of course not. What do you, who do you think we are? Okay, I'm going to give you some homework. No, you don't have to. I'm not we doing save any it for of this next homework. year. Nope. Uh, this is going to be like high school. I'm not going to do the homework. To to everybody else, go watch Grave Encounters. It's essentially an episode of Ghost Adventures, but it's a movie, so it actually gets really scary. Very good movie. I would recommend. See, I would rather talk about Ghost Adventures than this fucking TV show, and that should tell you a lot. Uh, it does. With that, we're jumping into spoilers. So, if you don't want to be spoiled by the Haunting of Bly Manor, uh, whatever, uh, t- t- tune ahead to when we talk about Hubie Halloween. Thank Let me you. just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. No, no, like... no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning uh, yeah, yet. Yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could Son just play bitch, the this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. All right, it's time. Corey, get into more specifics on what you fucking hated. Okay, so... The thing that pissed me off, and now I can talk about this since we're in spoilers. Um, so my my girlfriend said the funniest fucking thing about this whole show. There's the part, I think it's in episode 8, where they get stuck in the loop and they're like, uh, the girl's coming out of the water to like murder people. And it, like you're getting the whole reveal of what's going on in the show. And they're like, she walked. She fucking choked she slept she did this and they repeat it like seven minutes it felt like of just straight them repeating it and repeating it and they're like they come they eat they leave and she goes if she walks and fucking swims and fucking uh sleeps one more time i'm gonna go and fucking drown myself in a fucking river and i thought that was hilarious might not be but that's how i felt i think all the repetitive, stupid garbage that they did in the movie or the show really ruined it. I thought um, I don't need seven different scenes of the ghosts having their uh, experiences over and over again. I don't need to see seven times people remembering stuff. Um, I think it was just I, I got the idea of what they were trying to do the first three repetitions of something but it just got excessive and i think it felt like it felt like a bottle episode the whole series felt like a bottle episode they were like we gotta fill nine episodes but we only have three episodes worth of content what are we gonna do sure i'll agree with you i i I like the thematic point behind them in that like 
uh, Owen's mom has dementia, so the series is kind of like having dementia, where you're just kind of like reliving events over and over again, and you're just remembering the highlights. And then that becomes an issue because you're just reliving these events over and over again, and it's just like, holy fuck, get on with it. Like, I, I don't need this exact setup again. Just move on to something more interesting, please. The The thing is, it felt to me like they were talking down to the people watching it. They were like, do you get it? Do you get it? Do you understand? Do you get it? Do you understand what the show's about? Okay, now do you get it? Okay, we'll tell you again, because you're stupid. You can't understand what our high, big brain show is about. Do you get it? Okay, now you, you get, get it. it. Do you get my joke? I felt like there was just too much hand-holding with everything. And, um... That's fair. Uh, Caleb, would you like to bring up any of your specific problems with the show? Mm, I don't know. I really like the whole the whole thing is that it's just plotting and should have been a movie and uh, it's just padded beyond belief. That's really my entire issue with it. The big argument I see against everything that we're saying from people is they go, well, actually, it's well, not actually a, it's not a horror movie. It's a uh gothic romance uh story. What the fuck are they talking the, about? Everybody everybody knows well, that uh classic gothic uh ghost stories are actually romances. Yeah. Dracula. Dracula's a love story. But Dracula's good. Yeah, and Dracula's very good. I mean, like at this point, everyone knows that the haunting of whatever is always going to be about what people feel from their past trauma more about the ghosts, right? Like, this is now the second one of these, and it feels like everyone's more haunted by their past trauma than they are of what's actually fucking happening. Until they decide, all of a sudden, oh, the ghosts are scary now. Which, like, whatever. I, I liked the first season for what, or like, Haunting of Hill House for what it did for because it was a family drama that happened to have horror stuff laced throughout of it. This, I don't care. Yeah, I think the show would have done a lot better if it came out in, like, February. I think the real problem is that it wasn't scary. And I wanted it to be scary because I'm selfish. Sure. Uh, what's everyone's favorite episode? Did anyone have a favorite episode? I enjoyed the last episode. <laughs> I know where you're going. Because I knew it would be over. Yeah. But then even <laughs> when I knew it was going to be over, it went on for another half an hour. I don't know. I, I do like the last episode. I, I thought like that that one is like the allegory for terminal illness. Like, you know, this thing you have this ticking clock that's always in the background. And you're you're just gonna like kind of live your life. You're you know you're, you and your partner are gonna like live your life throughout it. And whenever the time comes, the time comes. Such is life. Everyone knows life is a terminal illness. I I do like that, but of course I'm also a guy that likes ideas over story too. Like if your story has a decent idea, I will at least give it the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. I kind of like uh, the fifth episode where the housekeeper becomes. Slaughterhouse Five unstuck in time, and like you start to find out what the deal is with her. But like, I don't know. I like it from a conceptual standpoint. Maybe not so much an execution standpoint. Yeah, 
That's fair. That's how I feel about this whole series. Uh, it, uh, my favorite is probably the actual story of Bly Manor, like uh, the the Katie Siegel one. Uh, although I do wish instead of Carla Gugino narrating it, that it was Sean Ennis because Sean Ennis has already read that story, and they could have just you know optioned him to do it because that would be better. Uh, also, I would like to say I thought that the uncle was going to turn out to have killed himself in his uh, office building, and that's why he never wanted to leave. That was another thing that I thought was going to happen when he was seeing the ghost version of himself and reliving his own traumatic times. They never really went through that. Like, I don't feel like that was well explained enough why he had like a second side. Like, I get like the brother was like, yo... You, now you have to live with your evil self. And it's like, okay, so that's it? Like, he just has an evil self that we don't really have explained very well to us in the first place? Got was it. it Was it just him in a black cloak that he met in the mist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the real enemy was the treasure we made along the way. That's how the saying goes, right? That's, that's pretty close. Yeah. The fifth element was love. I've combined all the most evil animals, all the genetics of the most evil animals to make the most evil creature of all time. It turns out it's man. What is that? That episode of Futurama Futurama where they... uh, Oh, no, no, no. That sounds like a Futurama bit. I was thinking of the one where they use the five parts from the most evil cars in the world to make the, the wear car. Oh, yeah, that was another good Futurama bit. Uh, is there anything else anyone wants to say regarding this series? Absolutely not. Okay, Caleb. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty middling on it. I'll give it like a, I'll give it like a three. Like it does have a decent production value. It yes. just, I see the appeal Here, of it. Here's it all the things the Corey was saying. Here come all the qualifiers. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's like my whole thing. Is like I I understand the appeal of it. It just it isn't appealing to me and not it's just this sort of thing ain't my bag baby yeah uh i i agree i'm with you it's like a three i i like a lot of it conceptually but it does drag on for too long i found myself my on my phone way too much the acting's fine like uh, Tian, uh tania miller is probably the best actor of the bunch i mean oliver jackson cohen is also up there too but like, I don't know. Uh, Victoria Pedretti didn't care for her. The kids are fine. Rahul Kohli is fine. I don't know. I don't know. This Overall, it's it's middling, except for a very bad story. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to rate it. I would give it a two. Yeah, I'm going a three as well. Wait, Corey, are you using two on the Corey scale or two on the normal human being scale? Uh, it's a two, as in I finished the show, so I can't give it a one. <laughs> <laughs> so the Corey scale, got it. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I would never watch it again. Oh, 100%. But I did finish it, so. I mean, I actually was rewatching Hill House uh, in prep for this, and, you know, I, I caught myself watching episodes of Hill House. Again, and I guarantee if for some reason she put this back on, uh, I would just be like, oh, you're watching Bly Manor. Okay. And I'd walk out of the room almost immediately. Yeah. All right. Coolio. Well, with that, 
Let's cut into another quick break. And when we come back, we will dive into Corey's shitty horror movie corner with Hubie Halloween. Do you love a good story? If you do, check out Stories of Your and Yours. I'm Sean Ennis, and each week on Stories of Your and Yours, I narrate a classic short story, adding music and sound effects to bring those stories new life. Poe, Vonnegut, Kipling, Twain, these are just a few of the authors that we've featured so far. And in addition to classic short stories, we feature original stories from aspiring authors. So if you do love a good story, give Stories of Your, that's Y-O-R-E, and Yours, that's Y-O-U-R-S, a listen today. And visit the show at SYY Podcast on Facebook and Instagram to say hi and let me know what you think. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, Corey, it is time to get into Corey's shitty horror movie corner. Guys, I promise. This is good. <laughs> Holy shit, this movie fucking sucks! Welcome to my shitty horror movie corner. Blah, blah. You, Halloween, is new 2020 comedy fantasy mystery movie on Netflix. It is a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Ah, ah, ah. Despite his devotion to his hometown of Salem and its Halloween celebration, Hubie Dubois is a figure of mockery for kids and adults alike. But this year, something is going bump in the night, and it's up to Hubie to save Halloween. You sound like Christopher Walken if he was a vampire. <laughs> I like how difficult yeah. it is to say Hubie Dubois in a Transylvanian accent. Hubie yeah. Dubois, you can't do it. <laughs> I don't say blur de blur. Um, <laughs> blur de blur is going to save Halloween. Now, of course, everybody from the Western Pennsylvania area knows of uh, Dubois or uh, Dubois if you under are a cultured human being. So, of course, everyone from that area, uh, of course, said Hubie Dubois when when they saw the character name. Have I ever told you the story? about how my grandfather convinced me that vampires were from Pennsylvania. No, but that sounds like something your grandpa would do. Explain. When I was young, uh, one of his favorite movies to show me was Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. Uh, yep. Classic movie. One of the best movies ever, I would say, oh, yeah. comedy-wise. I fucking love Abbott uh, and Costello. I do, too. All the Universal Horror mashups, great. Yep. So... I was, like, kind of scared of Dracula because I was a huge baby. Mm-hmm. And by huge baby, I mean I was physically a large baby. I'm a very tall person. And I was, like, all worried about, like, vampires for some reason. And I was like, so is Transylvania, they're all in Transylvania, right? And he said, well, actually, <laughs> the vampire, Transylvania is not a country anymore. So when Transylvania went away, the vampires actually came to America and they set up a new state, which is Pennsylvania. So actually, all vampires are in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Man, your grandpa's a dick, and I like it. <laughs> My favorite interaction with Corey's grandpa was the 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 night after Corey turned twenty one, or the morning after Corey turned twenty one. So we stayed at his uh, uncle Glenn's house for the night because Corey was obliterated, uh, and then Corey was hungover. And his grandpa took us back to Corey's house, which is right across from my house, and did he did nothing but roast Corey the entire <laughs> drive home. <laughs> did he did he tell him about how his liver was too weak to defeat Hitler? 
didn't he drive us up the clarion no no we uh i don't know why we were back home but we were so uh yeah no uh, i think i actually i think i drove us down and then uh he drove us back to your house because it just so happened that your birthday that year lined up on a weekend I think I don't know. It was during spring break. Your your birthday was during spring break, so like we couldn't hang out with all the the normal suspects. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, good times. Good times. I digress, though. Yes. Uh, Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. Corey, what did you think of Hubie Halloween? Man, I fucking love this movie. It reminded me. Uh, the best way I could describe it is it reminds me of like. An adult version of those Disney Channel Halloween movies, like the Under Wraps and uh, like Phantom of the Megaplex, and like it's what? not good, but it just has like a Halloween feel to it that a lot of movies, even movies set on Halloween, don't have. There's like um, there's like a feeling that Halloween just has, and it's like it's spooky and it's like a little goofy. And whatever else they say in the Adams Family theme song. They're creepy. Creepy and kooky <laughs> and mysterious and altogether ooky. Yeah. And I think this movie was a great example of just like a Halloween movie. Not a scary movie, not like a a funny movie, but just a Halloween movie. Okay. Caleb. Bring some sanity. Uh, this movie's very bad. Um, it's it. This movie's very quite bad. Uh, curiously, though, like out of things that Adam Sandler has done, like overall in his career and especially recently, like this isn't the worst fucking thing ever. Like, if somebody was hanging out with me. Which, you know, I stay with me on this journey. I know that's a stretch for me to have a friend that would want to <laughs> hang out with me. But, like, if somebody threw this movie on, I wouldn't just get up and leave. Like I would if it was, like, Ridiculous 6 or something. Sure. But it's not good. It's not a good movie at all. It doesn't really have many redeeming qualities. There are a couple uh, things I actually laughed at, but none of them were Adam Sandler's bits. Um, I actually thought Steve Buscemi was kind of funny in this, so. And, uh, Shaquille O'Neal's in it. Yeah! Nice, nice little Shaq cameo. Yeah. He took a, he took a break from managing a string of successful Papa John's restaurants and, uh, did this movie, so. He's also been in a lot of, uh, Frosted Flakes commercials recently. Frosted Flakes are more than good. They're great. They're food. That's Terry the Tiger, Caleb. <laughs> They're people. <laughs> Soylent, Soylent Green, Green is people. They're dude. I like how, Caleb, I like that we went both we both went to the same place. Uh so yeah. I'm ultimately going to come in in the middle of you two again. Uh I like I really like the first 30 minutes of the movie. I could not stop laughing for the first 30 minutes of the movie. And then like once the story actually started to take place, like the laughs stopped 
existing and then you kind of saw how bad the writing was for the movie like up until like you know like i said the story starts you're kind of distracted by just like it being like ridiculous and stupid like there's that sequence where at, uh, and it happens multiple times in the, in the movie but like adam sandler is riding his bike and people are throwing shit at him and he's like expertly and deftly dodging all of the shit i laughed every time that that came up also the time when he flipped over the front of the fucking car and then julie bowen's walking out of the the supermarket and he starts doing the robot like he's an animatronic i laughed at that i don't know why i just did but i don't know this movie's fine i i I had a, I had an okay time with it, and I'm with Caleb. If you know somebody walked up and was like, "Hey, let's watch Hubie Halloween again," and you know have a party around it, I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." I you know whatever. Have you, Have you seen this? You heard about this? The all the all the female characters in Adam Sandler's movies have the V names. When they said, uh, "What was it, Violet? So- Violet something." I went, Violet oh my God. Valentine. Yeah, Violet Vicky Valentine. Vicky Valentine. That Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> that Vicky Valentine. Vicky Valentine. I like Vicky and I like football. No, Mama, yeah. you the devil. There's, uh, Veronica Vaughn, Virginia Bennett, Vicky Valancourt, Valerie Varon. Yeah. It's just the thing with him. For I kind of, I'm going to be honest, whenever they said her name, I kind of marked out because I'm like, oh, it's an Adam Sandlerism. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, this whole movie was Adam Sandlerisms. There were the O'Doyles, yeah. the O'Doyles, yeah, kind of, and that's what that's what this movie is, and that's like why it has the level of success that it does have. Is that like it calls back to a better era of Adam Sandler movies? Sure, like m- like half of the jokes in this movie are callbacks to other movies that he's done, and rewarding the audience for like. Experiencing his career for better or worse. Yeah, kinda. Uh, Like, it is kind of a nostalgia trip. I think the other thing that I appreciate about it is that it's not a blatant, like, hey, I want to spend money, I want to spend Netflix's money to go to, like, Bora Bora to shoot a fucking movie. Mm -hmm. He went to Salem, Massachusetts, on location, to shoot a movie about Halloween. Yeah. And, And So, like... From that kind of level, I also appreciate it. As I've said many times on the show, that uh, Adam Sandler is a, a horrible con man who steals money from movie studios to take his talentless friends on expensive and lavish vacations. So uh, it's a nice change of pace. Uh, Kevin James is looking rough. I'm worried about his health. <sighs> let him let him let him eat Nutella in his car. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> And that's the the one movie that it was worse than this was uh, Sandy Wexler. Like Sandy Wexler, he looked like he was about to die. But like in this, they just make it a joke that like he's eating candy and stuff in his police cruiser. It's like you're you're going to die, sir. Yeah, it's like you you like having your friends in your movies and stuff, but like. You do like having your friends in your movies. Like, you're going to kill your friend by feeding him Skittles. Well, well speaking of wanting your friends in movies, uh, so Shaquille O'Neal's cameo features uh, a woman who has, uh, let's say, a very Chris Farley-esque vibe to her. Yeah, I can see that. 
Like, uh, if Chris Farley was still alive, that would be who Chris Farley was playing in the movie. Oh, um, that's uh, that's the other Adam Sandler movie reference that I, I wanted to talk about real quick in this, because I just saw him on IMDb here. Uh, ben Stiller shows up literally yes! playing the orderly from uh, Happy Gilmore. I fucking marked out for that, too. I was so happy. The, uh, yeah. Dress is the same. Yeah, it's it looks a very good joke. The other thing I'll say about this movie, uh, I got fooled. I did not predict some of the red herrings. I didn't realize certain things were going to play out the way they did, and that's always a plus for me when a movie can, like, get me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I never saw it being who who it eventually wound up being. I, I know the trailer did kind of market it a bit as, like, a... Uh, like a like oh like it's a normal Salem night, but then there's suddenly a a, a werewolf, and of course I said yeah. werewolf or Ashley said, uh, look a werewolf, and I'm like their wolf, their castle, and then she's like, <laughs> why are oh. we talking like that? And then she's like, oh, we should watch, we should really watch Young Frankenstein again for Halloween yeah. time. Why are you werewolf, talking like that? Werewolf. I don't know. I thought you wanted to. No, I don't want to. That. I'm be honest. Me saying their wolf, their castle might have been the best joke that was said during the movie. Sure. Um, <laughs> fuck off, die. I agree. Are we in spoilers with this yet? Yeah, sure. I mean, I feel like I feel like this movie was very popular, and like a lot of people actually liked it quite a lot. Um, I want to pa- say this that like, like they never justify. Like Violet Valentine liking no Hubie, I think it, the thing was he was just really nice. Yeah, like he's the boy that wasn't mean to her, but like it never feels earned, and he no. just is like, like she's basically throwing herself at this fucking awkward loser with a creep mustache and a tactical thermos, and uh, like he just doesn't get it. Because he's never seen boobs. And that's funny. No, I have never had sex. Uh, comedy is virginity plus time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we talk about the 40-year-old virgin and how that's like a timeless comedy. And uh, in this, Adam Sandler is the 50-year-old virgin. So, good for him. It's just a... I guess a movie about a guy uh, winning over his his neighbors by just being himself and uh, being nice to them. So, yeah. I mean, isn't that what we need in 2020? Just a nice story about people, someone coming just together. A nice being story nice. about a loser's life getting better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty, uh, 2020. Yeah. And a grandma having the ability to kidnap four fully grown adults. So here's a question. Did anyone else get the impression that the way she was, like, pulling people away like a fucking Kane Hodder fucking... Or no, Kane in, uh... What the fuck was the horror movie with Kane from wrestling in it? See No Evil. See No Evil. How was she, like, yanking people? Was she just attaching them to a car? Uh, no, she had her own, uh, grappling hook thermos. Yeah, Hubie made multiple. Did you not see that in the movie? No, I missed that totally. Yeah, it's like, hey, here's clam chowder, and it also has uh, mace in it. And, like, huh. here's uh, 
Here's uh, some fucking what's another kind of soup? Here's a split lobster pea? bisque. No, oh, there we and go. And it, uh, it it turns a into a fucking bisque, assault uh, rifle. Yeah, it turns Don't into a, cool. a flamethrower. The the thermos was kind of, was like a very stupid thing, but I also kind of laughed every time it did something different. Yeah, um, there there's a couple running gags in this that actually hit very well. Like every time it shows him riding his bike, there will be three objects thrown at him, and they get increasingly more ridiculous as the film progresses. So there's like somebody throws a TV at him, then it's like a whole watermelon, then it's like here's like somebody's crutch and a ladder, and then like it just goes on and on. And my favorite was the old school CRT monitor that got thrown at him. I was just like, wait, yep. what? Why? Just because they had one. Yeah. And like it cost the production nothing. Like I feel like they just went down the the aisles at a Goodwill store and bought things to throw at him. Fine. I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was really funny just watching him like deathly dodge from all of these things. Oh, yeah. Because he was just so used to being thrown at. Yeah, I mean, again, I I feel like it was just a good movie. I don't have a whole lot else to say about it. It's yeah, it's just fine. Like I, I throw it on in the background, you know, do some laundry around it. I mean, you'll you'll find some things to laugh about unless you're taking this way too seriously. In which case, why are you watching an Adam Sandler movie in the first place? Oh, also. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie is the reveal that Rob Schneider was in it the whole time. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh man, I wonder who's behind the mask uh, of the the escape. Rob psychopath. Schneider is a werewolf. Rated PG thirteen. I really wanted it to be David Spade. That'd have been cool, ish. But then it was Rob Schneider. And I'm like, oh yeah, Rob Schneider hasn't been in the movie yet. Of course he's here. <laughs> uh, is there anything else anyone wants to say about Hubie Halloween? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, Caleb. Yeah, I um, I'm amazed. I uh, I, I don't regret watching this. Uh, I I know this is gonna be a hot take ish, but I feel like the Adam Sandler Netflix movies have gotten progressively better over time. You know, obviously we started out at, at, at the worst possible one with um, the ridiculous six, but right. Uh, this also has the the advantage of not being directed by Adam Sandler, so there's that. Yeah, I was a bit worried when it was written by Tim Hurley, but whatever. Yeah, it was the Hurley boy wrote it. Oh, ha, hello, hello. Let me what? Let me water your. Let plans. me write your script. Somebody's got to write your scripts. Why can't it be me? Uh, Corey, what would you give Hubie Halloween? Uh, this is going to be a hot take. Uh, I would give this a five out of five. Fuck off. <laughs> Remember, this is the Corey scale. Remember, the Corey scale isn't based in any sort of reality other than his own. I would watch this movie every year during the month of October. I wouldn't watch it outside of that. I wouldn't watch it multiple times a year. But this is definitely the kind of movie I could see myself putting on with Halloween episodes of Roseanne or Halloween episodes of the Modern Family. Big Just Bang throw it Theory. On. 
big yeah it's just like it's like a halloween special young sheldon <laughs> fucking phantom of the megaplex uh tower of terror no, 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 I, I, I get that like santa no i i get that like i fucking you're right Jaws i could see this getting my halloween rotation caleb fucking frankenweenie um i'm giving this a two. Oh, okay uh <laughs> Well, sir, I am going with a two, a three out of five. I, I kind of half recommend this movie. See, that's the that's the thing is I won't look down on anyone for watching or even enjoying this movie because I did enjoy it. I just think it's a piece of shit. Oh, it's not good, but it's enjoyable. And like, honestly, that kind of matters more than, you know, technical craft for the most part. Yeah. I was kind of infuriated for the first, like, 20 minutes because there were no, like, fixed camera shots. Every fucking shot was either a slow zoom or a slow pan. It was just very weird. David Slowpan? Yeah. Owner of the Wing Kong Exchange, the most notorious gangster in all of Salem, but he's so reclusive no one's seen him in years. I could probably do that. I was about to say, Slowpan sounds like something from a 50s... The, like noir detective show. No, we were doing Big Trouble in Little China. Ah, starring The Rock. Fuck off. <laughs> and Kevin Hart. That, I mean, Kevin Hart would be David. <laughs> That's Lopan. my nightmare. Kevin, no, Hart, Kevin be- Hart would be fucking Wang. Oh my god, I like want it would- so bad now. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> They would reveal that Kevin Hart was Blasian the whole time. Good God. All right. Uh, so with that, Corey, uh, it's the end of the spooktacular. Thank you for existing and being our friend. Now, like a specter, I'm going to fade into the darkness and reappear this night ten years from now and haunt you. Uh, five years from now, because Mindhunter should be out by then. I will be back to haunt you with the ghost <laughs> of Mindhunter. Uh, I assume you continue to not want to be found on the internet? Uh, yeah, it's fine. I don't care. All right. And, you know. Well, uh, in uh, I know Caleb normally says this part, but if, uh, if you would like to find Corey's roommate, you can follow at SpaceWeatherPA on Twitter for SpaceWeather, uh, the writer of our theme song, entitled, I'm bitter that we only can use the Corey Shitty Horror Movie Corner sound drop once a year. Uh, Next week on the show Whose house His house I don't know if that's not a good That's not a good joke Uh, We're watching a thing called His house So in case you're wondering That's the British horror movie Where basically like African refugees come to England And uh I saw a trailer for that Yeah, It looked like dog shit (laughs) But uh okay that's that's uh Corey opinion so it'll probably be real good. Yeah, that's true. Um <laughs> and then we're going to be watching Zodiac, a patron requested review from uh Ashley. I am excited to revisit this movie cuz I haven't seen it since it like came out basically. Like I watched it uh when it was new and I don't remember a whole lot of it, so it'll be a refresher. Uh, I know Nick hates this movie, so I'm sure he's reaching into his podcatcher right now. This movie's fucking boring and trash and blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't care. Now. Nick uh, doesn't like any movies. It's true. That's why he's no longer an epic film guy. Now he's just an epic fail guy. <laughs> How can you call yourself an epic film guy if you haven't seen <laughs> Underscored Movie? <laughs> How can you call yourself an epic film guy if you haven't seen all of the Resident Evil movies? That's the thing. I think Nick actually has seen all the Resident Evil movies. Yeah. I would say, I, I, I would just want this to be known, uh, Resident Evil 2 is the height of cinema. That is correct. I had more fun watching that movie yeah. than I've had watching she almost fucking, any other movie in my life. She drives the motorcycle through the church window and then uh, does a backflip off it and then shoots the gas tank to blow up the liquor. Yeah, that's fucking great. And and the black guy says, my shit's custom. And he pulls out dual golden pistols. <laughs> um, so when Dan and I were children, I had the DVD of Resident Evil 2. And there's, uh -huh. uh, during, I think during the credits or something, there's like a bloopers reel. Yep. The thing I always remember is there's a part where all the characters are sitting in a car. And they're all pretending that they're driving in the car. And they're all moving in oh, the same yeah! directions. So they're like... That part was and great! That was so fucking funny. Yeah, no, I re I remember that now. Uh, since we're talking about Paul W. S. Anderson movies, I'm just <laughs> I'm just throwing this out there. Whenever the Monster Hunter movie comes out, I'm doing a special report on it, and well, we're throwing that up in the feed. Oh, and I'm gonna have I'm Nick so on excited it for that because movie. because Nick just has to hear me fucking lose my mind over it. This is correct. It's gonna be so good. No, it's not. No, it's not. Don't it's you be, say that. It's going to be highly enjoyable because it's going to be a fucking schlock fest that somehow oh, yeah. got I made. I want to see that movie in IMAX. <laughs> I'll risk COVID. I'll risk coronavirus. I'm going to watch it on my cell phone. I'm going to watch a fucking screen rip that somebody filmed on their iPhone on my phone. Corey, do you not remember the time we went to go see uh, Vin Diesel's D&D &D campaign, The Last Witch Hunter, in, in theaters? Oh, that was such a good movie. That was a terrible movie, but that was so enjoyable. Yeah, it's like Pacific Rim. Yeah. It's like Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Like, I love big, trashy schlock. <laughs> we need more big-budget schlock. I would let Donald Trump spit in my mouth <laughs> before I went into that movie. If it meant I got to see that movie in theaters. Weird flex, <sighs> but okay. I'll, I'll allow it. Uh, you can find um, the show at NetflixandSwill.com. NetflixandSwill.com slash Apple Podcast takes you to our Apple Podcast page where you can review us. NetflixandSwill.com slash Patreon takes you to our Patreon page where you can hear Gerald Makes Dan watch the Halloween series. Uh, we're coming up to the end. It's Halloween 2018 is, the, is our finale episode before I make... Gerald, watch all the Harry Potter movies. All right. Well, until next week, this is Caleb saying, I'm a fucking vampire. Just kidding. Blah. I'm a fucking werewolf. Ooh.